Tanya for the seventh of Menachem Oz, the first story. The Rebbe Rashab, the fifth Chabad Rebbe in the year 1919, the Rebbe Rashab was for rain. He was, he was talking to the crowd. He was telling Torah. And there was a big crowd and people really wanted to hear the Rebbe Rashab. And people were pushing. There was a lot of pushing. And the Rebbe Rashab was very involved in the Torah. And what happened was, is that as the crowd was, was pushing, the pressure against the table snapped the table the table broke apart and no one wanted to stop the Rebbe the Rebbe was deep in involved in um, learning and teaching Torah and so piece by piece they started carrying the 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 table out of the room the Rebbe Shab finished talking and the Rebbe Shab noticed that the table was gone so the Rebbe, Rebbe Shab said where's the table and then that 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 prompted the Rebbe Shab to say a story. He said, "Rebbe Levi Yitzchak who lived, you know, a good hundred years before him, maybe eighty years, sixty years before him, he had he had uh, learned shchita. He learned all the laws of of ritual slaughtering, and finally it was time for him to slaughter his first hen. And he picked the hen up with his left hand. He had the knife in his right hand, and he began to make." the blessing for doing ritual slaughtering. The, he was so excited. It was the first time doing this mitzvah. And so he said it with incredible concentration. And as he's saying it, well, the hen realized what was going on, or at least something. He realized it wasn't, this wasn't a good situation. And so he ran for its life. And as soon as the Bajitshava finished making the blessing, which he took a lot of concentration, he looked around and he said, V is the hen. He was so confused. Where's the hen actually? Because he realized that. In, in the middle of his very concentrated blessing, the hen had, had ran for its life. The, we're beginning against the Kodesh. And what's interesting about against the Kodesh is that the topics are different. Sometimes they carry on, sometimes they're different. This one is, gonna, is, a, is a, longer, a longer portion for today. We're going to move rather quickly. Unfortunately, we can't cover the, the, the depth of it. We're going to have to move through quick. But just as a, as a preface, to explain what's going on, at least in a general way, so you, at least we retain something, the Alter based on Shleim HaMalch, is going to split the body up into three parts. There's the, the loins, the pelvis area, which kind of holds the whole body up. There's the arm area of the body, which, you know, is the arms. And then there's a the head part of the body, which is the head part of the body. And these three respective areas of the body all have their own correspondence within Judaism of what they represent. The brain being intellectual understanding. The arms being um, love and fear, like wings almost, like we explained in the first book of the Tanya. And the loins are belief in God that keeps everything up. And now the question is going to be, how do we reinforce the loins? And how do we reinforce the mind? And we're going to be saying that that is Torah and Tefillah, respectively. That's the introduction. Now let's begin. Here's the introduction for the actual letter itself. The very beginning of what what's prompting the Alter to talk about this topic. I'm receiving this letter in the context of people taking on a commitment to be a part of of finishing the Gemara. Um, within the year, and the Alter Rebbe was was strengthened. As he's saying, Torah is good, and 
my I've had um, it's good, it's good for me to hear this news, and he wants to strengthen people for the past and for the future to keep strengthening themselves in Tayyam. Now that time is going to begin the actual contents of the letter. In order for us to understand what is the power of Torah, talked about the relationship between the Jewish people and Hashem. And he says like this, She girds her loin, she, got, got, she girds her, her middle area, the hip area, with strength. Now, strength is a direct reference of Torah, as Alter just said a moment earlier, and this is talking about the soul of a Jew. So, the soul of a Jew, when, when in relation to God, girds the soul's loins, whatever that means, with strength. The Masnaim, what are what are the loins? What is that hip area? What are the loins? The loins are the part of the body that keep everything um, strengthened. It, it keeps everything in place. And it also enables the person to spur themselves forward and go wherever they need to be going. So, what is this belief? This belief is is the basics of Judaism. The fact that God fills the world and God um, encompasses all the world. And there's nothing else aside for God, above and below, and the, and our God is infinite in all in all directions. And in regards to space, in regards to year, in regards to soul, all of the three dimensions with which the world can classify itself by, which we're not going to get into, but all of those, the the belief of God is the belief of these of these things to be a to be a truth. Now, now, this belief in God is some is something which is is the basics. It's what keeps the brain being an effective brain because a person's brain doesn't go wild. They have the core belief system in place. They say God is God. He's unlimited. He's he's filling the world and surrounding the world, etc. And this keeps the brain, which is going and doing whatever the brain is doing, from being centered and grounded and supported by this belief of god which is represented by the loins by the by the mid area which kind of keeps everything afloat so who are say so what is the what is the brain the brain is the head is very easy the head is has a brain in it and the brain and the brain has the capacity to think about these things. So the, the, the brain has the ability to think about all these deep ideas about what godliness is but the core belief that that holds up the brain's ability to think about this all well that is coming from the loins it's coming from the so this faith of the head is the foundation for every for everything everyone a person's belief in god and the the for the Ability to connect to God and to 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 think about God and to be close to God and to connect with Hashem Shechina and to and to do re- repentance and good deeds in this world to think about that it all comes from the brain. And this is created by the Yud 
of Hashem's name. Of a true mice in Tavim, Makar, and Yisrael Avim, Shoshimai, Mamush, the Mohuzar, that's what's the Yakov Hinnis in Tavarako, but in Tavamush, the Moshekas, Shamai, Yanke Lamai. The actual repentance and good deeds, again, there's a lot of moving pieces in this tiny, we're going to move it rather quickly, but the point is the brain's ability to think. And as I'm going to say in a moment, the arm's ability, which is uh, corresponds to you know, the wings that we spoke about in the first book of the Tanya, the love and fear, the, the ability to feel, all of these are the head, the head, one part, and the um, arms, respectively. And the, the ability to, uh, the, the realization that Hashem's glory is upon us, and that when we do a mitzvah, we connect to Hashem, Kamayim upon Him, and our, our, our ability our love towards God is reciprocated, or more importantly, God's love towards us is reciprocated. And this is the emotional capacity, which in, enable us through understanding to start to have feelings for God, as we mentioned earlier on in the Tanya, first book of the Tanya. Which means, the heart could cry out to God. The, now we're talking about the what does the arms do in our relationship with God? The head has intellectual capacity to think about all the different emuna uh, beliefs, and the heart has the the, the arms are the are representative of the love and fear, which is that feeling that we have towards God. Or whether it's it's a fiery love, as we spoke again in the first book of the Tanya, where the person is rushing towards God and then in a healthy way realizing he needs to feel this water rushing back down towards this world. For a person to have a fear of God and to be embarrassed in front of Hashem's greatness, again, different levels of different levels of awe or fear. The point is, the arms also have their characteristic, let's call it behavior, what they represent, the love and fear of God. And a person needs to have the, all the, the spectrum of love and fear that, that, that the arms represent. And this is a, the means, this is representative of, of the left pushing back, it's fear. Like it says about the giving of the terror, the Jewish people saw and they trembled and they stood by far. That's the feeling of fear of God. And what does this represent? It represents the, the love and the fear represent the arms and the body of, of the soul. In summary, I moved very quickly, but in summary, here's what we're saying. There's three parts of the body. There's the head, which job, which job is, that which has the brain inside, and it represents the intellectual stimulation of connection to God. There's the arms and the body parts until the, until the hips are scarlet, and that section of the body represents love and fear and all the different types of love and fear that a person will have that will give him that feeling and that passion whenever he's doing tayyamitsus that's the second part and then there's a third part of the body it's the part that holds everything up because if not for the hips well the top part of the body would just collapse and if not for the hips the legs won't be able to configure themselves to move forward and spur them forward so the hips though they might be a lot lower than the arms and might a lot lower than the head represent the belief in God because that belief in God is what spurs everything when a person doesn't have belief in God well how is the brain able to be an effective tool to connect to God and how is the arms and legs the love and fear what are you loving and what are you fearing if you don't have a true belief in God so today's time is just giving the anatomy let's call it, the Kabbalistic anatomy of what the three parts of the body represent and tomorrow we're going to start to talk about okay how do we reinforce the loins how do we reinforce the brain in order to make them as effective as a tool as connect of, to connect to our Shambai Thank you so much for joining the Tanya Tanya's Elohim Nishash Shmabi Abraham Shalom and Tanaka Tikha, Sarat Seshom with Daniel Kamunyon, Fushat Rabban Khan, Sia Stebat Raman Shamasarat, Sarat 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 Sar
Leia Batsiana, and anyone else that needs to shame, have a wonderful and very successful day. And thank you so much for joining.